The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and your wonders in every area of our lives. Have your way, we pray, now, Mr. Knight. Touch us one and all. Let us not go back the same way we came. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and we have worshipped. And the people of God shouted a louder, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, say hello to someone standing next to you. Appreciate them and then you can be seated in God's presence. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We're going to continue with um, our teaching this month on favor. We've themed it Colors of Favor. And as we have established in um, the previous services we had before the Women's Conference, thank God for Women's Conference last weekend, weekend and all the wonderful things we learned. Um, we just want to continue from where, where we left off. Praise the Lord. Let someone declare once again, I have favor with God. Say it to yourself one more time, I have favor with God. That's such an important confession. It's a confession you should always make um, no matter where you are, no matter what you are going through, you always have favor. Hallelujah. And we said when we teach believers about favor, when we make statements like we are increasing in favor, we are abounding in favor, it's not a statement um, communicating something you did not have before in that sense. You already have the favor of God to the fullest. It's not like God is holding back any portion of favor from you as his child. It's about walking in the manifestations of it. In, that's what can increase. You will never come to a point where you are, um, you don't have, in the New Testament particularly, that the favor of God has been reduced in your life. Glory be to God. And that's the lesson believers must learn. How do I walk in this thing? It's possible to have it and it doesn't look like you have it. And really, that's a big part of what the theme of the teaching is talking about, colors. Colors is what you can see, what is evident, what is manifested. It, it's possible to have it and not look like you have it. And I, I want to deal with that dimension um, along that dimension quite some today. Um, one more major thing I think is very important that we mentioned, you, you can only get favor by faith or you can only receive favor by faith. And that's a big part of what we are teaching here. You can't work for favor, you can't labor for favor because by definition it's unmerited. So it can't come into your life or come into manifestation in your life because of your efforts. That's not how it operates. If we can say you are going to apply any effort, it's the effort of faith. That, that's the core of it. It's I believe it. Hallelujah. Very, very vital. And we, we, a big part of what we are teaching is what are the responses of faith I need to develop in my life. And that's what led us to the part we are talking about you making investments spiritual investments as a response of faith. Going deeper in your work with God. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk about something I've titled Walking Favor to Your Advantage. Really, we're continuing from where we left off. Walking Favor to Your Advantage. And again, I want to address this thing of scaling up or increasing in favor, like they said of Jesus, um, he increased in favor with man and with God, he increasing in favor, scaling it up, 
um, having ever-increasing manifestations of it. One of the scriptures we gave, um, we shared earlier in the month for you to meditate on was from Deuteronomy. Oh, Naphtali, and I said, put your name there, full of favor. So we can get to the point where we are experiencing fullness of favor. Somebody say, that's my portion. You can um, walk in ever-increasing manifestations of it. Remember we said um, uncommon favor and unusual breakthrough is our portion. Fullness of favor. But if you are going to experience fullness of favor, you must know how to walk in it. Again, you must know how to increase it. Oh, I'm enjoying favor to this level where um, I have health. I mean, I've not fallen sick for so many years. How, how can I now take it to another dimension where not only is that I'm having health, but I'm now like a stream of healing? There was the testimony of, um, was it John G. Lake? When he, the city he lived in, Skokie, Illinois, and they said it got to a point where even the medical um, ministry of health, as it were, and that's it, certified that because of his ministry, people didn't used to fall sick in, in that city because of the kind of healing virtue that was flowing in his church. There were stories written of when he came to South Africa and there was this plague that was killing people. And one of the dead people, he, the, the foam, imagine going to Congo now where they say Ebola is killing people. And you, you go there and you tell them to bring the, the jam that someone has just died. And they put, because put, nobody was burying people anymore. So he and his guys were burying them. I told them that these jams cannot kill me because the life of God is flowing in me. And they, they, they did an experiment. All this is documented stuff. And they put microscope on his hand and they saw that the germs from um, the, the foam that came out of the plague, people that died, the germs were dying as they touched their body. That's another dimension of divine health or healing. <laughs> There's a level of, I'm enjoying it. I've not been sick in the last 25 years. There's a level of, because of me and our ministry, they are noticing that the health in Lagos has improved. Amazing. That's the kind of life Jesus had. He healed them all. He went to the village and he healed them all. So, and all that is operation of divine favor. In a sense, I talked, I talked on this, that's in favor, you can connect it to the anointing of God as well. It's operations of it. So, there is no place you can get to in your walk with God where you say, I've enjoyed all the favor that I can ever enjoy. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. And if you understand the place of going deeper, and increasing your depth with God. I love that scripture we read from Isaiah, that the remnant of Israel will take root deeper to bring fruit upwards. And we're encouraging everybody to go deeper in their work with God, whether it's your prayer life or your study of the word or your giving and generosity, everything. Just go deeper, keep abounding and keep increasing in these things. If there is no height of favor that I can manifest and my depth can affect the kind of favor I can manifest. That means there's no depth in my work with God. You don't get to the point where you say, hey, I've now grown to the level of John G. Lake. There's nowhere to grow beyond. No, you can grow beyond that. Hallelujah. Oh, Tunde, full of the favor of God. You can walk in this thing to the fullness of it. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. But we will only be able to walk in ever-increasing manifestations to the degree that we understand how to walk it. Walk it. And I will say this right from the bat. You're, you're learning how to walk in this sense and how to walk it for your life. It's a lifelong journey. Glory be to God. You, you should get to the point where on a personal level you are satisfied with the manifestations of divine favor in your life. You look at your finances, you are satisfied. Look at your family, you are satisfied. 
You look at your health. You look at your career. You are satisfied. You look at your ministry and fulfilling God's purpose and plan for your life, which is the ultimate. You are satisfied. Glory be to God. I believe that's the minimum goal of us to set for ourselves. And to the degree where we know how to respond in faith, walk in it, the better for us. Look at this text with me. Very, very vital to what we're going to study tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And this is just to set us up for what we want to learn. Walking favor to your advantage. It's ironic that the gift we got for free, our faith response for that free gift to manifest in our lives requires us to walk. A lot of people never figure that out about God. I keep telling you what I call oxymorons of God, oxymorons of scripture. That sounds very oxymoronic. Why, is, why do I have to walk to manifest the fullness of something I got for free? When you get to heaven, ask God. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it, it, it doesn't manifest in its fullness for free. See, this even, before we get into the scriptures, please listen to me very carefully. You see this in all of God's creation. There are some things we get for God as it were, they come for free. None of us pays for air or for sunlight. I was thinking about this. This is the main illustration God told me to share with you. Your physical body. All things being equal, as long as you have a physical healthy, you have a body and it's healthy, everything is working the way God designed it. You don't need to do anything. But at the same time, things you do or don't do can affect that physical body. So on one level, your physical body works automatically as it were. I mean, there are things that are happening in your liver that you have nothing to do with right now or your lungs, or your brain. Your blood is flowing inside your body, circulating that, quite honestly, you have nothing to do with it as it were. Am I right or am I right? It's just working based on the creation that God... So there are some things we get from God that it, they just work for free. But that same physical body, like Pastor May was saying on Sunday, if you start eating certain things that you are not supposed to be eating. In measures, you are not supposed to be eating it. <laughs> oh, there are some years you may get away with it. And there are some people that maybe they may even get away with it forever. I've shared this story before. Just uh, maybe, I don't know whether I was even up to 30 or maybe in my early 30s. There was a time I just saw that I was stooling blood, stooling blood. And of course, I was believing God for it. I wanted God to stop eating sugar. And I stopped eating sugar and that was the end of that symptom in my life. Thank God I had. And more importantly, thank God I obeyed. Side lesson here. Some people will hear God tell you in the place of prayer, stop eating sugar. And they will still say no. The scripture says, by stripes I'm healed. The one that gave you the scripture that you should confess by stripes you are healed, he has answered your confession. For you, your own manifestation of that confession is stop eating sugar. No, it's not bad. I don't use, I don't use my stripes and meal for, to, to, eat, to, to deal with that issue anymore. Because God has answered my confession. Now, this is what baffled me. One day, my father that is over 70 years old. I me, mean, this is under 30. I'm his son. I saw him eating one small cup. I screamed. I said, you see, eat sugar. I said, I can't remember the last time I stopped eating sugar. It doesn't affect his own system. But for me, if I continue eating sugar, oh yes, there are some things that happen in my body free of charge. It's as if I have nothing to do with it. But there are some things that happen in this body, I have everything to do with it. It's what I do or don't do that will affect what happens in my physical body. That's how all of God's things are. That's how faith is. That's how favor is. That's how the blessing is. That's how the anointing of God is. Some things, it's as it were, nothing to do with you. Some things is everything to do with you. And this is where learning, knowledge, instruction, revelation is vital. It's vital. 
oh, thank God for the things that, quote and unquote, is free of charge. But not everything is free of charge. Do you understand that? Now, read the text in that light. 2 Corinthians 6, verses 1 and 2. We then, as workers together with God, also plead with you not to receive the favor of God in vain. I mean, we did a series, was it last year or two years ago, favor not in vain. Don't receive favor or grace in vain. In other words, favor can be in vain. It's there, but we can't see its colors in their life because it's, it's not working. Don't receive favor in vain. For he says in an acceptable time, I have heard you in the day of salvation, I have helped you. He now made this wonderful statement. Behold, now is the accepted time. Glory be to God. And behold, now is the day of salvation. That now was relevant the day Apostle Paul penned those letters, and that now is still relevant in 2019. Now is the day of favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of God's help, but don't receive it in vain. Glory be to God. And he's telling you that because how you respond to what you have received, how you walk what you have received, and how you walk in what you have received is of utmost importance. Leave those things that are free, as it were. Whether you respond or don't respond, they will still work. Your blood is still flowing inside your veins. Your brain is still calculating. But the sugar you should not be eating, the exercise you should be doing, it can affect your body. Don't receive the favor of God in vain. I love this one, 1 Corinthians 15. It's the same thing he's dealing with here. But by the grace of God, verse 10, if you've been in this church, you've read this text a thousand and one times, I am what I am. And the grace of God towards me was not in vain. Take note of that favor, not in vain part. But I labored. This way, what we are talking about is important. Walking favor to your advantage. I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. The favor of God was with me. If, if you really look at what Apostle Paul is saying there, he's saying, I receive favor like so many other people receive favor. However, I walked it to my advantage more than the other people. Through my response of faith, which in his own case was the way I labored. Are you with, with us tonight? Walk in favor to your advantage. I have favor. How do I respond in faith so that its colors, its beauty, its glory, and its manifestation shall be evident more and more, ever increasing measures? Last week I was talking about is in 2019, you should start planning your 2025. You should have started planning your 2025 now. Just like you should have planned your 2019, 2020 since 2015. Hallelujah. And that, this is a word of encouragement to everybody. Anyone that maybe you didn't plan your 2019 well back then in 2015. You can't go back to 2015. And there's no point being sorrowful and bitter for yourself. Bless God you have another chance. Hallelujah. You can from today begin to make purposeful spiritual investments. That's the main response of faith I want everybody to learn. That will be of amazing benefit for you five years from today. Can I hear a loud amen to that? So this is the revelation that the Bible brought us, Titus 2.11. I, I love the title in my Bible, Titus 2.11, because this is a lot of what I'm doing tonight and what we do a lot in this church. The title is Trained by Saving Grace. Trained. Christians need to be taught and trained in how to walk in and walk out the free favor they have received so that it can bring about beauty and color in their lives. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Everyone has favor. Apostle Paul was trying to say that. 
The grace towards me was not in vain because I labored more abundantly than them all. And it was the grace of God that helped me to labor. But don't miss that part that my response was different from other people. Hallelujah. My response to this free gift of favor that has appeared to all men was different. I, I responded differently. How did you respond differently, Paul? I labored more than all of them. By that same grace, which is free, that all of us received. So it wasn't in vain in my own case. The grace will not be in vain in your life in the name of Jesus. So it says, the grace that brings salvation or the favor that brings salvation, it has appeared to all of us. Verse 12 says, teaching us. Very vital. And these are the teachings we are getting. There is a teaching that is needed to respond to grace. I love what we were talking about during the women's conference. A call to be courageous. That's a teaching many of us need to embrace. That look, there are going to be situations in our lives, even though we are favored of God, even though we are blessed of God, even though we have been called to possess the promised land, if we don't learn the place of courage, when we go to the promised land to possess our possession, we will be intimidated by the Goliaths we will see in the land. And there will be giants in the land. But if you have been taught and you have been trained like we were taught and trained over the last weekend how to live courageously, maybe your own story will be like Joshua and Caleb. And that will be your portion in Jesus' name. That's the place of teaching and training. Like I'm praying and I'm trusting God that somebody that did not make quality investments in previous years and perhaps may not be particularly satisfied with the manifestations in, in their lives of favor today because the favor was always there. The grace of God has appeared to all men. We perhaps learn the place of making purposeful investments so that by this time tomorrow, hallelujah, the colors of favor will be more manifested in our lives. Grace is available, but it teaches us. Why is grace teaching us? And why do we need to heed the teaching? Because thank God for the free gifts and the things that are for free that what we do or don't do does not affect it. There are certain things that what we do and do will affect it. The sugar intake you put into your body will affect your body negatively. It may affect us at different levels, so. So there may be some 70-year-olds that are still eating crazy amounts of sugar and it looks like they're fine or oil or whatever it is. But not everybody. And you can bring that into the spiritual dimension that we're in the same church and we sit on the same row. Doesn't mean our response has to be the same. Are you getting what we are saying tonight? So we talked about the prodigal sons, Luke chapter 15, prodigal sons. It wasn't just the younger boy that was prodigal. Even the older boy, I've shared that with us in church. Even their father was a prodigal father. Positively prodigal in his own case. Um, to be prodigal means to be excessive. And that boy was, the way he wasted his father's wealth, the younger one was excessive. Praise God. But think about their story again they did not really utilize the favor they had with their father. Until the younger son came to himself. But think about up till that point that he repented and came back to his father's house, he had not really utilized the favor he had with his father to his advantage. He probably did not even know the depth of love his father had for him. He took his inheritance... And rather than the inheritance improving his life, bringing color to his life, the inheritance destroyed his life. Praise the Lord. The older son wasn't any better. He did not go away with his inheritance, but the guy was telling his father, you couldn't even give me a goat. His father said, ah, all that I have is yours. So he had access to all that wealth and even an ordinary goat he couldn't enjoy. Both of them did not utilize the favor they had with their father. Perhaps because they didn't know the depth of love the father had for them. So in a sense, we can say, thank God the younger boy even did the rascality he did. 
And also thank God that he came to himself. Because like I said the other day, all the while while he was away in that far country, while he was wasting his wealth, losing the wealth and in the pig's time, the favor he had with his father did not diminish. Praise the Lord. It was still constant, just like the favor you have with God has never diminished. It's the same favor God has shown to Jesus. Can I hear a loud amen? But bless God, the younger boy came to himself, and when he came back home, he discovered the love and favor that he never knew existed. Beat his expectation. He was telling his father, make me a slave. father said, no, I'm going to make you a son again. You never lost your sonship. Glory be to God. And that day, not just for them, for the rest of humanity, we found out how deep God's love and God's favor towards us is. So something can be available and yet because of a lack of revelation or a lack of knowledge, people are not taking advantage of it. Are you hearing me tonight? Let's think about Joseph and this is where I want to settle tonight. The Bible told us Joseph's story, Genesis 39. Let's start from verse 2 quickly. And when you look at Joseph's story again, because we also talked about Joseph, I want us to go deeper in the story tonight. We see favor coloring his life at every level. So he was sold into slavery and he was in Potiphar's house. That's where we pick up the story. And I'm just going to be jumping because we're all familiar with Joseph's story. Genesis 39 and verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Hallelujah. That's what happens when God is with you. Can someone shout by faith, because God is with me, I am always a success. Hold on to that. We're going to come to that in a minute. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, verse 3, and his master, Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him. Please watch very carefully. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Hallelujah. That's what the success they're talking about is. Everything he touched prospered. Your marriage will prosper in Jesus' name. Your career will prosper in Jesus' name. Now, watch what made that happen. Please watch verse 4. So, Joseph found favor in the sight of Potiphar. And he served him. Hallelujah. Then Potiphar made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So, it was that from that time, he made him overseer. Glory be to God of his house and all that he had. Hallelujah. And because Potiphar made that decision and made Joseph overseer, the Bible said, God blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Amen. Glory to God. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and all that he had in the field, all Potiphar had. So because of the favor that Joseph had with God, that's what triggered the favor that Joseph enjoyed before Potiphar. Hallelujah. And when Potiphar noticed that, wow, there's something special. And Potiphar knew it was God. It wasn't a witch in one village or anything. Somehow all that got revealed that this guy is special. There's a connection he had with God. And he promoted him, made him overseas. And his house was, was blessed. Hallelujah. I think many of us need to update and revise our definition of prosperity and success based on this story here. I talked on this briefly last week. Where and when does victory start for you? Because some people still think it's when one million naira enters my account. That's when I've succeeded or that's when I'm prospering. And this is the danger of that kind of thought. When there is no one million naira in their account, they think they are not successful, they think they are not prosperous. Thank God Joseph wasn't like that. You see, that they are telling us that Joseph was a success, that is good. It's also important to catch here that Joseph knew, even though I'm still a slave, even though I'm still under my master's dominion, I am still a success. Because God is with me. I may not have any money. I may not have any title to my name. I may not have any property in my name. But because God is with me, and by extension, because I have favor with God, I am already a success. 
And he lived his life that way. And that's where victory really starts. It's not when the money hits your account. If the prodigal son did not come to himself in the pig's time, we may not be talking about him today. Victory starts even when there's no manifestation in the physical. Hallelujah. Let me touch something powerful here as well. Now watch this. As successful as Joseph was, as favored as he was with God and also with his master, notice that favor did not deliver him from slavery. It happened later on, hallelujah. But for this phase of his life, the color that favor brought wasn't a complete manifestation of the favor. Did that favor have the power to deliver him from the slavery? Talk to me, somebody. But he didn't. So you have to know how to define success properly. Because I can tell you, I know many Christians, even though God is blessing their marriage, even though God is giving them good health, because there's a problem financially, they don't see themselves as a success. And they are not grateful and thankful for the favor in their marriage and favor in their health. And that may be the reason why they will never get to the palace. But that's not how Joseph lived his life. I'm still a slave. Watch. You see, you, you need to learn to read the Bible in figure of speech, types and shadows. What does it mean, slavery? Slavery means that there are things dominating you against your will. So you may not be a slave today in actual sense, but there may be things that are quote and unquote enslaving you. You have prayed and prayed and prayed, but the sickness has refused to go. You have prayed and prayed and prayed. That issue has refused to go. It's as if it's dominating your life. You can see favor showing up in different aspects of your life, oh, but this one, and I can tell you, even when it was in Potiphar's house, Joseph wanted his freedom. And even though God was with him, praise the Lord, and even though the favor of God was adding some color, there were still some things that favor had not produced that he wanted. But thank God he didn't lose hope. Hallelujah. So there are three colors of favor we're going to pray about and take in case you have not taken it before. And if you have taken it before, make sure you hold family to it. This is the first one, the color of success and prosperity. By reason of divine favor that Joseph had with God that translated to favor with men, particularly his boss, Potiphar, some color was added to his life. It wasn't perfect it wasn't all the color we would have wanted, praise God. But thank God that color was there. Glory be to God. We see it when he went into the prison. And we know the story. Potiphar's wife, if you read on the Bible, said um, he was a handsome man. Maybe that's one of the things favor does. Makes you handsome and attractive. Is somebody interested in that one? You can add it to your list. <laughs> the one I'm giving you today is prosperity and success. But maybe you're a single guy here or a single lady. And you need handsomeness or beauty for someone to desire you in the right way. You can, you can add that to your list. Amen. So we read the story again. Jump down to um, the same Genesis 39 from verse 21. Now in prison, see favor at work again. So we know the story, Potiphar's wife lied. Again, and watch this, this powerful um, theme and this powerful um, picture in the story. He had favor with his father. His father made him a robe. His brother stole the robe. He started getting favor in Potiphar's house. He now had a garment. And when Potiphar's wife went to sleep with him, and he said no, and he refused, and he ran away, the Bible says she took his garment. That is life. Please catch this. I said this earlier in this series. Life is always trying to take away the color, the garments, the beauty that God's favor has put on our lives. Your part is to know that even if they take my garment, they have not taken my favor with God. And if I continue to walk with God and continue to respond in faith, which is really the, the main story from Joseph. For this 13-year ordeal, Joseph was always in faith. Eventually, my robe will come back. Hallelujah. 
the color will come back. So Potiphar's wife lied. They took away his garments again and they threw him in prison. 39.21 of Genesis. Genesis 39.21. But the Lord was still with Joseph. Ha! Huh. Praise God. Where does victory start for you? Can, can you see victory? Can you picture favor at work? Even if all you have is, I know God is with me. I don't have any money. Even my freedom has been taken away, but bless God, God is with me. Even in this mess, if you catch that, victory has started. And that's the place of faith. You see, by them telling us the Lord was with him, please catch the message here. Joseph knew God was with him. I've just been lied on. The small freedom I had, the small success I had has just been taken away from me. But bless God, my favor with God is still intact. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? So even though he was in prison, he was still responding in faith. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor. This time in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And we see the same color of favor. What happened? And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because, catch it, catch it, don't miss it. The Lord was with him. The prison keeper knew God is with this guy. I mean, I've, I've seen many prisoners and inmates come into this place. But this guy is special. Let me look at your neighbor and say you are special by reason of favor. Because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Oh, hallelujah. So there was something that favor was causing to manifest in Joseph's life. That's what I mean by colors of favor. Hallelujah. There was success and prosperity. I'm going to give you the second one in a minute. Then I will give you the third one. There are three of them. But we see that all there. And please also notice this. Even though those manifestations were there, there were some other manifestations that Joseph would have desired. And even though God was with him, praise the Lord, and favor was at work. Favor was still working, but they still put him in prison. So please don't get too discouraged when you have setbacks. Don't throw away the good that God is doing. Because one challenge that you are not expecting has now blindsided you. And things have not turned out the way you are. Shout with me, favor is still at work. Favor is still at work. Hallelujah. Genesis 41, when he was brought to the palace. We're going to do quite some reading here. But in, in this one, you will see the word favor mentioned. But the same effect that we saw in Potiphar's house and we saw in the prison was there. Let's pick up reading from verse 37, Genesis 41. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. You know the background story. Pharaoh had the dream. Nobody could interpret it. Someone said, ah, I know this guy that was interpreting dreams for me in prison. They brought him. And when he spoke, glory be to God, the, the advice was what good in the eyes of Pharaoh and his servant. What, what is that? What does that sound like to you? That's favor. That thing that happened when he was in Potiphar's house. Ah, there's something special about this guy. That's the favor of God at work. Same thing that happened in the prison. There's something special about it. There's something different about this guy. Favor. Now, this time the manifestation was much more than what he had in prison. Hallelujah. Much more than what he had in Potiphar's house. The advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants. Verse 38, and Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom is the spirit of the Lord. When you read stories like this in scriptures, please put yourself inside. Hallelujah. Say with me, God is giving me favor before kings and people in high places. And at my appearance and at my speech. I experience favor. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colors of favor. Verse 39, Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. 
This is favor speaking, no? How can you meet someone in 30 minutes and you're already saying, okay, one hour. I don't know how long it took Joseph to this time. No one has, ah, ah. That's favor. <laughs> Hallelujah. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. The same thing the prison guard did, and remember the Bible told us it was favor that made that happen. The same thing Potiphar did. So the same favor is still at work with him here. Hallelujah. Question, please catch this and learn this lesson. What if Joseph, while he was in prison, had stopped responding in faith to that favor? Ah, what kind of God is this? So they said, if you serve, and if you're honest, God will promote you. Why am I in prison? And then he stopped praying. And then he stopped giving. He stopped responding in faith to the favor that he had with God. Will he ever even have been brought in front of Pharaoh? That's a big lesson. That's a big lesson. Big lesson. So I say to you again, learn to count your blessings. Look for the area where favor is working. Praise God. You may still be in prison, oh. Don't allow the thought, hey, if there was favor, why am I in prison? Hey, when you get to heaven, you ask God that one. But look for, ah, in this prison, they are making me head of all the other prisoners. And you celebrate God for that one. And that's how this thing works. You are not going to wake up one day and all the issues in your life have disappeared. That's for heaven. That's for heaven. And while we are praying for days of heaven on earth, praise God, the reality is that there will be some things that are going well while some things are still being sorted out. Not because God's power is weak, but because it is of faith that it might be by grace. We still need to believe. Big lesson there. That major breakthrough he got in 41 was already available in 37 when he was sold into into slavery, but it wasn't manifested. However, he's walking and walking. That's the lesson we are learning here. How do you work it out? Because the same grace he has is what you and I have. What he did, the work he did in 37, 38, 39 is what made the manifestation of 41 possible. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So these are the three colors of favor I want to encourage you to believe God for. That we see added to Joseph that are available for you and I today. And boy, do we need them. Number one, success and prosperity. Number two, promotion and elevation. That's what happened when he stepped into that palace. Promotion. It was already happening in the prison as well. It happened in Potiphar's house, made him the top slave. Prison made him the top prisoner. Do you know some people will not appreciate God for that kind of promotion? They are waiting till they become MD. And that attitude of not appreciating you are now the number one prisoner. <laughs> if you're not careful, you see, thank God for lessons like this from Bible. You may miss it. You may miss it. And that's some people will never become number one governor. God bless God. There's something, you see, favor is what? Preferential treatment. There's something they are giving you that the other prisoners are not enjoying. Learn to locate it and respond in faith and thank God for that one. Because that's the favor of God. I know it hasn't brought you out of imprisonment yet. I know you are still incarcerated. I know. Don't let the fact that you are still incarcerated make you miss that color. It is faint color. So people are forever waiting for Pharaoh to call. And Pharaoh will never call. Because the small color that God gave them while they are still in prison, no faith response. Making favor work to your advantage. That's what Joseph did. And these are the colors that are available. Oh, they may not show up in year one. They may not show up in year two. But if you continue responding in faith to favor, it's the same favor he had in his father's house before they sold him to slavery. 
and before they put him in prison, it's that same fever that was working. It wasn't that he had more fever. No, it was just a greater manifestation. It was just a, that's all, that's all it was. Just a greater manifestation. Same thing. They didn't give him more favor. Ah, before Pharaoh called him, he only had 20K favor. Now, Pharaoh is going to call him, so Joseph, we are putting 30K favor into your account. No, 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 that's not what happened. Same favor. Somebody said same favor. But because of the way he had worked it to his advantage, at the set time, it now manifested. Please learn to believe God for these three colors of favor. Now, you may still be in the pig's time. You may still be in a slave in Potiphar's house. You may even be in prison now. And I'm not just talking physical prison. Anything that is caging you in. The, the, the economy in Nigeria has imprisoned many people. But that you are in prison doesn't mean you should not know how to respond in faith to favor. See, this is grace teaching. And this is how it works. When we know how to do it. Success and prosperity, the number one color of favor I want you to catch tonight too. Promotion and elevation. There is no way favor can be there and you will not be promoted, sir. There is no way favor can be there and there will be no success and, pros uh, and prosperity. Everything he touched, they saw it. God made it to prosper. Everything he touched, they saw that. Ah, no. That is the color. That's, that's the beauty favor adds to our life. Is somebody still saying that they have divine favor? I can't hear you say I have favor. This is the color. The color is success and prosperity, promotion and elevation. And the third one, which I want someone to really desperately pray in faith. Pray as a prayer response. No, don't pray as if you are begging God to do something he hasn't already done. Because he has already done it. But just, I understand that this is what favor does. So I'm believing God and I'm responding in faith for you to manifest by this time tomorrow. Divine turnaround. There are three amazing colors we see in Joseph's life. Success and prosperity, promotion and elevation, divine honor. I love what Joseph said after he had settled in the palace. Genesis 41 from verse 50. Genesis 41, verse 50. Hallelujah. If you are there, shout aloud, Amen. And to Joseph were born two sons. Watch divine turn around here. Before the years of famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. 51. Joseph called the name of the first one Manasseh. For this is what God is doing for somebody this season in the name of Jesus. God has made me forget all the toil and all my father's house. The thing that brought me the biggest pain, God has turned it around for me. Amen. And he has turned it around so well, I have even forgotten. Amen. Ah! That can only be divine. Divine turn around. God blessed him so much, or favor manifested so much, the things that brought him the deepest pain and disappointment and backstabbing in his life. God turned it around. That's the color of favor. When favor is working, and it will work for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Because it's already working for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. This is what it adds to your life. Divine turn around. You will be barren, then God will turn it around, you now have children. You will be broke, then God will turn it around, you now have money. You will have ashes, then God will turn it around, you now have beauty. Divine turn around. It's a color of favor. But it's not the day the turn around shows up, you start believing it. When do you start believing it? The day your brother sold you into slavery. And you better believe it or else you will not come out of that slavery situation. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Because the only way favor can be received is by faith. I have to believe it. God has made me to forget. Hallelujah. All my toil. Ah, these 13 years, I saw where in Potiphar's house, where? In prison, where? You know what where is? Is there an English word for where? <laughs> I don't think they have it. You know English is not a complete language. I suffered. No, that doesn't cut it. Where is more than I suffered. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
but bless God, he has made me to forget. That's what to believe for when you're in the peak time. Or in the peak pen, like the prodigal son. I will go to my father's house. Hallelujah. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. This is part of divine turn around. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hallelujah. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Pastor T. That is it. Amen. Somebody ready to pray for these things tonight? Somebody say, by favor, I have success and prosperity. By favor, I have promotion and elevation. Think about those areas where you love to see these kind of manifestations. Put yourself in Joseph's story and see God bringing it up. But that's why these things were written, oh. And by favor, I have divine turn around. Come on, let me hear you say it. You pray. Prayer is one of our greatest faith responses. And you should go deeper in prayer. You should go deeper in prayer. Because the depth, we talked about depth last week. Please, if you, do, if you didn't get the message, go and check it again. Will affect the manifestation. So we're going to pray tonight. But we're not just going to pray anyhow. Please catch these three keys to divine favor that I see in Joseph's life. And as you are praying, let them inform your prayer because you're not just going to pray these prayers in this service. You should pray this prayer as a lifestyle. That's why we pray every day in this church. Get to that point where prayer is breathing for you. You don't say I breathe only on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's how we do it in my church. No. You will die before the next service. <laughs> that will not be your story in Jesus' name. Thank God you are breathing in church. Is somebody breathing here? When you go home, are you going to continue breathing? File prayer inside that category. So learn three powerful keys. I, I see that Joseph used. The first one, I've been saying it, I will say it again. The key of faith. Joseph had faith for favor. And I'm going to use another word for faith here. Consciousness of favor. That's why they kept telling us God was with him. He knew that God was with him. I am a slave, oh, but I'm a different kind of slave. Let me bring it to where you live. I'm broke, oh, but I'm a different kind of broke guy. There are symptoms of sickness in my body, but I'm a different kind of guy with symptoms in my body. I am in prison, oh, but my own case is different. I'm the one that would write the Bible in prison. Faith for favor. I saw myself in the palace while I was still in the pig pen. I saw it. How? By favor. By faith. By revelation. I was conscious that I'm a prince even though they were incarcerating me. How did I see it? From the promise of God. From the stories I read in the Bible. I am Joseph. You see, that story they are writing there is part of this story. I saw it even though I was still in slavery. I know God is with me. I know I have favor with God. All these small, small, tertiary blessings I'm seeing, I know it's the reason of God's favor. The big one hasn't come yet, but I believe I have it. That's how to respond to favor. And that's the only response that can work it. That is the only, if you don't have it, you will never see it. It is of faith. Joseph, you must believe in the dream even though you are still a slave. Oh, Joseph, now that the greatest disappointment of your life has come, do you still believe? That's it. Once you are there, you're on your path. And then this was a man of faith. They are the prisoners that they're throwing to prison. And it's the beginning of the depression that we kill them. And there are prisoners that are coming to prison that are men of faith. They are killing everybody in the prison. To the point where the prison, what do they call them? Warding. Say, ah, I run the prison for me. Ah, what kind of prisoner is that? Say, that's me. Come on, I can't hear you. Say, that's me. That's I, I don't know how to do that. Then keep reading Joseph's story. And when you see Joseph, you put Tunde there. Did you get that? I keep reading Joseph's story. This is what should be fueling 
your prayer for the color of success and beauty. I believe. I believe. You, see, you know, some people pray and pray and pray and we don't see anything because they don't understand these things behind the prayer. It is of faith that it might be by favor. You will see favor in your life. Oh. You will see the color of favor in your life. But please understand the key of faith. Understand and live and walk the key of faith. How does it work? By faith. I believe. And it may take me 13 years. But bless God, every small stroke of that brush of favor that is adding color to my life, I'm recognizing it and appreciating God for it as I go my way. Hallelujah. Because you know they could have killed me instead of selling me to slavery. Thank God they spared my life. That's favor at work already. And when I go to the prison, the master may not even have seen my face. I mean, I'm part of this church. Some people, I don't know they're members of this church. This church has grown that big now. So for Fortifa to have noticed him, that's favor. Why are they noticing you? Are you the only prisoner? Why are they noticing you? You've got to learn to be appreciating every color of favor in your life while you are still believing for the big one. Can I hear it loud, amen? And faith is now. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, Psalm 102, verse 13, for the set time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. So my big question tonight, before I go on from here, who is that person that even though you are in a financial mess, you are still believing and you have favor with God? I mean, that's what you need. In that financial mess, in that health crisis, hallelujah, in that marital turmoil, that's when to believe all. No, you can't say I won't start believing when my husband starts smiling at me. He may never smile. He may never smile. When, when do you do faith? Now. Hallelujah. Now. Look at, look at the scripture we started with. That's um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at it again. Behold, in my note it is capitalized. Now is the accepted time. It is now that I am a prisoner that I have favor. It is now that my body is weak that I have healing. It is now that there's no one that now is when I have it, not tomorrow. That's faith. And real faith, oh, faith that will respond, that we see you cheering all of us in the prison. Not fake faith. Real one. Faith without works is dead. Joseph activated favor by faith. Number two thing I saw that favored them, Joseph did powerful avoid disfavor. Or let me say it this way. Avoid the things that make for disfavor. Okay, here you are. You are trusting God for a favor manifestation. Is anybody like that here this evening? Don't do things you know that God does not like. Don't do things you know will not make God happy. Because that will not bring favor, that will bring disfavor. This is my well-beloved son, a woman well-pleased. He was doing what his father liked. So when Potiphar's wife came, Joseph ran. Why did he run? Listen to what he said. Genesis 39, verses 8 and 9. When the Bible said he was handsome to behold, so Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him, and she kept telling him, lie with me, lie with me. It wasn't once, it wasn't twice. But Joseph knew that God doesn't like this thing. So he avoided it. Avoided it. Genesis 39 verse 8. So Joseph refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has into my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against Potiphar? 
You know, if he said that, that would have been accurate. Hello? And that's where he started the conversation from Potiphar, Potiphar, Potiphar. But he said, ultimately, this thing is up. Even if we do it and Potiphar doesn't know, God will know. And I don't know about you, me, I'm expecting a massive favor manifestation. By this time tomorrow, they're calling me to the palace. So the thing that will not bring favor, or that I know the person that is responding to manifest favor will not like, will avoid it. Go back to that text we read, 2 Timothy. I mean, Titus, not 2 Timothy. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Talking about the training or the teaching of favor. Listen to what he said. Titus 2, 11 again. The favor of God or the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all of us. Teaching us, please watch the first lesson. To deny sleeping with people that are not our wives. Okay, ungodliness, sorry. But I hope you understand that that is part of ungodliness. <laughs> Amen. Deny it. And worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly. Godly means like God. Don't practice and live in things you know the person that you want to manifest favor does not like. God will not prosper a thief. I hope you have figured that one out. He won't. He won't. In case you don't know, he won't. God will not prosper someone that is sleeping with somebody else's wife. Let me bring it full circle because that one, that is not their wife. You know, they are two different things. Want to sleep with her, go and marry her. Avoid things that will bring disfavor with God. The ultimate is, you see, it's not just Potiphar. That's why I'm saying not your wife, not somebody else. You know, Potiphar is bad enough. Well, how can I do this wickedness against God? And that wasn't just for that day, that was his life. Now, I'm not saying we can't make mistakes. And I want us to be careful when we read scriptures like this because when people read this and they say, hey, don't watch movie. Hey, don't watch Game of Thrones. Say, mm, you don't have to be extreme. Hallelujah. If you don't want to watch Game of Thrones, say you don't want to watch Game of Thrones. Don't now make that a blanket. Lord. That's not where I'm going. And I'm not saying you must watch Game of Thrones. That's not my point. Some people read that they will just take scriptures. You now can't live in the world. They mention John Snow. John who? Don't use religious, you are now ignorant. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> just live in such a way where you know you are just primed and positioned for favor. And when your conscience starts telling you, God is not happy with this thing. It's do's and don'ts. So. God told me, don't eat sugar. It will have been me cutting this favor after I had, is there anything if I didn't hear? Eh? I kept eating sugar. Now at night I'm going by stripes and I'm here. The more you are confessing, the blood will just be coming out more. Because you are not avoiding this favor. You've got to walk with God in a way, what he reveals to you, this is my will for you, that's what you want. That's the lesson he's teaching us there. How will I do this wickedness? He didn't even call it wickedness. Great wickedness. And sin against God. So he said, I didn't finish reading Titus 2. We should live righteously, godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope. That's not only referring to the coming of Jesus Christ, which is specifically, but also what Joseph had when he stood before Pharaoh was the blessed hope. One day. God will bring me out of this mess. If you are the person that is looking forward for God to bring a manifestation, avoid things that make for disfavor. With God, not, not just man, with God. There are some things when I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at ah, Pastor T. It's not you, it's God that is talking to me. And I know I need to stop doing things. And ask God for grace, ask for strength. And God will help you. Amen. And thirdly and finally, Third powerful key that he used. Number one, faith. Number two, he lived godly or he avoided things that will not cause the favor he wanted to manifest and flow. Number three, maturity and development. 
this feeds directly into making spiritual investment that I'm saying about going deeper. Maturity and development. What opened the door of favor for Joseph is gift. Ah, I know a guy in prison. <laughs> when we were in prison, sir, he was interpreting all our dreams. Go and bring him. When he stood before Pharaoh in, in Genesis 41, the Bible said when he spoke, sounded good before Pharaoh. But that was not where Joseph started. Read Joseph's story in Genesis 37. The gift was there, but it was a spoiled, brat, immature child that when he spoke, everybody hated him. So he started his journey, Genesis 37. Let's read Genesis 37. His brothers already hated him because his father gave him a coat of many colors. Verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers. The same gift he used with Pharaoh. Same gift, ability to interpret dreams. And he told his brothers, and watch what happened this time. They hated him even the more. There's a way because of your immaturity, this speaks to depth, this speaks to making investments, the way you are talking. What you are saying is good though. You have the gift, you have the ability, but you are too childish. You are too immature. You are not growing. You are not maturing. No depth. And now you are talking. We are not liking you. The money we wanted to give you, we are putting it back in our pocket. <laughs> the favor we wanted to show you, we are not going to show you again. That's where he started from. Genesis 37, verse 8. His brother said to him, he had another dream again. Ah, should we... In, should you indeed reign over us? Even if God told you you'll be the senior pastor, you don't come and say, I am going to be the senior pastor. That's not how to do it. If you do it that way, we may not like you. <laughs> Will you indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even the more. The more he used the gift, the more they hated him. He had another dream again in verse 10. Told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him. So look at it. They are hating you. They are rebuking you. Eh? But when he came before Pharaoh, he had grown. And he told Pharaoh, God will give you an answer. He had matured. May your 2025 self be far better than your 2019 self. May Joseph had a 13-year-old. You know some people, they go through problems, they get worse. It refined him. Hello? May everything negative you are going through refine you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. I've written into our prayer time a bit. I'm going to spend like five, ten minutes in prayer. As you pray for the colors of favor, please have at the back of your mind these simple keys I've shared with you. Don't be praying. Please hear this. God, I want you to bring promotion in my life. And you are refusing to learn and grow. It may even be counterproductive to the prayer. We do a lot of that in this part of the world. And I think it's just a lack of maturity. Hallelujah. Let's grow. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00640.